Hello, one and all, and welcome to the 218th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on March 27th, 2023. If I'm going through this very quickly, it's because our own Ryan Holtz is desperate to tell us about the 1999 remake of the Zoom PBS television series. Yeah, so, I mean, we're recording this on Zoom. Zoom is a, it's a fucking, I don't know. It's a cultural milestone you guys did not partake in. I don't understand. Did you guys watch any PBS shows as like a four-year-old? Like, yes. what were you watching when you were four? I mean, Cyber Chase was straight yeah. fire. Fucking yeah. Cyber Chase and Sagwa, the Siamese cat, and fucking not Caillou. Not <laughs> Never Caillou. The, the meme of like, thank you for all the not you good time. Yeah. Like, it's all the PBS shit. Between the Lions, read Between the Lions. Oh, oh yeah. That was a good one. Fucking bops. And I don't. I don't know any of these. You know Caillou, I'm sure. No, 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 no. I, Yeah, I do know Caillou. I didn't you know. watch it, but I am aware of what Caillou is. You didn't oh. watch fucking PBS Kids. Not, I mean, what I, were you watching on TV as a as a like as a fucking uh, I don't, larva? As like I don't, when your brain's not ready. To, I don't like, know, man. Watch TV. NCIS. I don't know. Like I, NCIS I'm, with your parents. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay. Looks like we found semen and fecal matter in the victim's <laughs> ear canal. Four-year-old Andrew, she's like, "What?" Um, I did. I, I don't know at what point this started because I I do have a very bad memory of like what my life was like as a little kid. Um, not suspicious I do know at all. I no. was, wait, what? You hiding something? <laughs> oh. Look, man, there? I don't remember moving or changing my name or yeah. my dad having like. A really heavy bag, <laughs> dripping red stuff that he buried in the woods. Andrew's a fucking sleeper agent. He's, yeah, we, we're gonna say a, a code word sometimes. Yeah, I, start I don't speaking. remember combat training and speaking yeah. Russian. Like I don't. Ukrainian none of, none or of that shit like... happened, and you can't convince me it did. Um, but I did watch a lot of like reruns of old shows with my parents. Um, yeah, like I did that too. A lot of like Mash and Matlock yeah, Mash. and Walker Texas Ranger and shit like that, um, and like VHS tapes of fucking the Berenstain Bears and uh, yeah, yeah. I did okay. I did a lot watch of bear the Bears. I huh. I did watch um, Little I mean, like, Bear. Of course, <laughs> did you watch oh, Little yeah. Bear? Because I was like, I did. I did bear. watch those. I did. I, I did. confused those in my head. Those are two separate problems. There's a yeah, lot. No, of they are. I did. I did watch Little Bear. Properties. I think that was younger though. Like I think that was like more little, little, little kid. That's what I'm saying. When you were a fucking larva, what were you watching? Like when, when we don't really have much of a memory of those times. Like, uh, I watched Arthur. I know, yeah, I know that's I PBS Arthur. Kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's PBS Kids. Yeah, saying you don't watch no PBS Kids. You watching Arthur? For clarity, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur was so great. I did not feel the need to mention it earlier. Like that is that is just a rock. That is yeah. just a goat. Okay, I'm looking up PBS kids shows in the '90s list of PBS well, shows in the aughts. Well, late '90s, I guess, early aughts. That's well, no, if we're talking about like four years old, that's 1999. Well, when your your birthday's late in the year, yeah. <laughs> Right around 9-11, what was Zoom's <laughs> lineup? Or what was PBS Kids' lineup on 9-11? We can, you can actually find that. <laughs> There's a great website called TV Tango. And it's no. it's got this feature that's like, what was on TV during your birthday? And like, you can just use it to find any day, like just lie and say your birthday was whatever day. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm looking. This Arthur Barney. Where in time is Carmen San Diego? I never. Yeah, watched bro. That shit. You didn't um, watch Carmen San Diego? Nah, dude. I knew who she was. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Where um, in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh shit! News I forgot coverage. about Dragon Tales. Dragon oh, Tales. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dra- I watched Dragon Tales. Of course, there was Reading Rainbow. Everyone knows yeah. Reading Ra- Rainbow. Bill Nye the Science Guy was on PBS. They might have syndicated it. I'm curious about um, that. I forgot about mm. Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I didn't like that one as a kid because I was frustrated by the fact that the dogs and the humans never talk to each other. Hmm. Like, I think quite... Clifford the Big Red Dog definitely not my favorite. Nah. I do think I think Cyber Chase and Dragon Tales were were personal hits yeah. for me. But bro, I yeah. we're getting back on topic. Fucking yeah. Zoom might have been actual peak. This. This show was just a bunch of kids, like dumbass kids like like us, just like dancing around, and then they'd like do an experiment, and then they'd like cook some shit that was always like looked not good. Like anything that they cooked didn't look tasty. They'd like play a game. Uh someone would come out and like, I don't know, they they they'd dress up in costumes and like perform and shit. Cause they're all just actors, obviously. Yeah. So it's just like, haha, a fun activity to do with your friends is to do a skit. And then like they do this like professionally executed skit with like these very talented child actors. And it's like, I want to do that. And that's probably where I got my start in like wanting to make movies <laughs> that damn continued. Uh, is that yeah, how you... Zoom was fucking litty. That was the inspiration for your uh, Batman video that you made in high school? Uh, no, that was that was. That was probably inspired by watching The Dark Knight, obviously. Um, no, they had a fucking lit theme song at the end because they'd be like, hey, everyone, send us mail about like shit we should do. Like all you kids out there, tell us what to do. We're running out of ideas. Give us some idea. And, it would, and the song would go like, you got to send us Z-mail. And they'd say, send it to Zoom. So that's that. when I thought of Z-chat, I thought of Z-mail, which... Unfortunately, in 2007, it sounds like, or 2005, the Z-mail was no longer. It never, never ever existed again. I am on the Wikipedia page for the Zoom 1999 series, and Mm. it looks like the pilot released in 1995, but the full season one didn't release until 1999. It might not have released. It might have been in production or whatever. Oof. Yeah. Well, it's an entirely different set of kids as the cast members (laughs) for the pilots. So I I feel like there was a little drama behind the scenes here. I feel like there was a little bit of, uh, I don't know, some power struggles over at PBS figuring out uh, what made air and what didn't. Yeah. There's a couple of the kids who are, who have blue links. They don't seem particularly notable. Jared Nathan's got some. Oh, he's dead. Oh, oh! Yeah. He died at the age of twenty-one from a car accident. Yeah, uh, all right. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't Come know. On, Kaylee Corin. No, Kaylee is just a stub. She doesn't oh. have any actual. Uh, there's a there's a segment called Zuma Cum Laude, which is not that aged poorly. Well, no one knows what that. No, no fucking five-year-old is like, yeah, you know. I speak Latin. Summa cum higher laude. education. Yeah, that's 
I, I want to graduate top of my class in fucking preschool. I don't know. And that's for children who volunteered in the community. That's not huh. what it's about. Oh, yeah. They had bloopers. Bloopers are fucking legendary. Uh, yeah. Zoops. Viewers yeah. share their embarrassing moments. It's fucking I... lit. Y'all, y'all were missing out. I mean, it sounds like you watched Arthur, which is, uh, you know, I think that's been discussed in the podcast. We have a highlight yeah. clip about that. Yeah, buddy, I was so excited to get my library card. I, Arthur hyped me up. Having fun isn't hard. No. You just got to have a library card. I, man, what what TV, TV programming used to be before YouTube, before social media, uh, and then the soup and Tosh.0, then taking that over, and now TikTok. Uh, Ryan, I, you got a point? Um, there's a PBS Kids wiki on fandom. Uh, yep. And they have the uh, structure the satellite schedule for June 11th, 2001. So I would, would have been like two days before my fifth birthday. And let me tell you, it's, it's got fucking just bangers. Yeah. JJ, the jet plane. Absolutely. That's, that's little, yep. little kid shit, but Hey, we don't, we don't judge between the no. lions. Of course, just straight up Barney, just a, just a certified hood classic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zabumafu. I don't know how I forgot about Zabumafu. Like that's, Come on, man. There's fucking lemurs jumping around. The oh, my God. Now. Yeah. Those fucking got. Yeah. I never saw it. Wow. Uh, I've been yelled at many times about this. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Fucking, of course. That was before he died, I think. Because I remember he died wow. when we were in kindergarten. It was Ooh. like, oh, shit. How do we tell our, all these kids that Mr. Rogers is dead? Um, Teletubbies. Of I miss course. me with that. Miss me with Teletubbies. Not a fan. Miss me with Teletubbies. I mean, you know, that's definitely like theories? baby show. It's. Mm. I don't think it was for the same audience as, you know, like Cyber Chase. No, definitely not. Same no. with, yeah, like uh, Barney and even JJ the Jet Plane. Um, then you got Arthur. You know, you're getting into the heavy hitters. Uh, Caillou. Oof. Fucking big oof. Rough. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog. And then does it repeat? No, they keep going. Oh. They have some repeats uh sesame street wishbone whatever that is zoom oh, that had the... was the uh the mm. talking jack russell terrier that like mm. told you stories i don't actually know that one so andrew you're... I, I i know that you one because jade made me watch a full episode like a couple of weeks ago Whoa. damn <laughs> okay fair um zoom had the prime 4 p.m time slot like right right after the kids locked are locked in yeah yeah they, they got a fucking they got a snack you got some chips, some popcorn. They're about to just sit down and watch. Uh, then reading Rainbow. Solid. And more Zabumafu and more Between the Lions. It's yeah. just it's it's just different, man. They just, they just had it all. What is PBS Kids doing nowadays? Does it does it still PBS happen? Kids. Well, no, they're uh, indoctrinating the kids to uh, not want Trump to be president. Right. And that's what they're, they're doing. They're taking the kids and making them gay, of course. Didn't they uh didn't they lose the rights to Sesame Street or can they not make yeah, new episodes? Oh, Magic School Bus reboot. Damn. Oh, okay, shit. hold on. What? Hold on. There's a Magic School Bus reboot called The Magic School Bus Rides Again and I'm just going to I didn't even know Magic that aired School on Bus TV. Magic School Bus Rides Again. Yeah. What what is this? Fast and Furious? Yeah, no. Two two school two bus magic. <laughs> 
with the frizz. Uh, no, the I don't. Family. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, the fucking with what's the, the family? Kid? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Arnold, the one that's all like nervous and shit. Please Come let on, this Arnold. be a normal race. Yeah, your your family when you're in here with the family. diesel. No way. I um, do you think Arnold I didn't... has capped somebody? I feel like Arnold. Yeah, Arnold at this point in his life, yeah, him. that man has faced so much trauma. He's homeless. Come on, Arnold! Don't you want to get home to your parents? The only way out is if you cap this snitch. You got, you got to take him out, man. Come on, <laughs> do it. This I have been inside of my friend, and I killed yeah. the dinosaur. And he fucking takes off his helmet in space and yeah. straight up freezes. Oh, he did. He did. No, I I didn't know that Magic School Bus was a TV show. For me, that only existed as a like, it's a the you come in after recess and there's a TV cart in the front of the classroom and everyone's just fucking hype as shit. Like yeah. here we go, we're about to have just like an hour of like dark room watching Magic School Bus. Man, this is school is going to be lit. Um, they have Barney in the backyard gang. <laughs> that doesn't sound G-rated, but okay. Um, Zabumafu. I don't know if that's a reboot. Huh? Um, the Proud Family is definitely a step up. I feel like that's Disney Channel, but yeah. Hey, Curious George, legendary stuff. I don't know, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. I'm guessing that's old episodes. I didn't know that they did that in HD. So are kids just like watching a full slate of HD programming and then like some guy in the 90s and like 360p i don't know that sounds weird um berenstain bears are coming along okay my so th- i didn't watch this there was a show that's worse than teletubbies and it's called booba unironically b o o b a h and my little cousins watched that and it was nightmare fuel it was so much worse than Teletubbies. It's just a fever dream version of Teletubbies Ooh. with like creepy bean people and like they, they just like in monsters. They just like laugh and dance. That's the whole thing. And like the 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 camera's like kind of pushing in and pulling out to make it I don't know what they're going I, for, but so like, damn. They so I imagine the creators were either coked out or checked out or both. Uh, first sentence in the description, British exercise show for toddlers from the creators of Teletubbies. Yeah. No, it's so much worse, man. It's mm. it's scary. Like <laughs> when you're watching the colors and everything and it's just them like looking at the camera and like, ooh, <laughs> and they don't make noises. They just kind of like, oh, and like laugh. It is. Wow. That that uncovered some shit. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Ugh. Shutters. Uh, also to talk, also on the pod today to talk about some stuff he doesn't like. Uh, Andrew Clark responding to the Packers GM's response to Aaron Rodgers' uh, latest appearance on the Pat McAfee show. Andrew Clark, I might have said your name oh, yeah. twice in there, Andrew. I'm sorry, but uh, go off, King. It's fine. This this is from NFL insider Andrew Clark. Yeah. Uh, reporting live, I want to die. 
Um, <laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is not what football is supposed to be. When there's drama in basketball, it's fun. It's part of the game. When there's drama like this in football, it's just lame. It sucks. It. Uh, so, long story short, Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded to the Jets. He went on Pat McAfee's show after like months and months and months of like just enigmatic bullshit about how he didn't know if he wanted to retire or return to the Packers or go to a different team. Everyone knew he wanted to leave. Uh, he spun some bullshit on Pat McAfee's show about how like he was going to retire, but then the Packers said, oh, take your time, and then went behind his back and had secret <laughs> trade meetings with other teams, and that really pissed him off and motivated him to want to go to the Jets. And, like, people then just, like, pointed out things that he had said in the weeks leading up to that that, like, clearly made that bullshit of, like, him saying, like, yeah, it sounds like there's some trade talks going on. He was fully aware, <laughs> and he just <laughs> spun a lie on the Pat McAfee show. Right. And then also Brian Gutenkutz, the GM of the Packers today, said like, yeah, I tried to talk to Aaron a whole bunch and he like literally didn't return my calls. Um, Hell yeah. But I saw something not long after Rogers said, I want to go to the Jets, you know, because the Jets fan base then went full hog Aaron Rodgers mode. <laughs> and I saw a clip from an interview that they had put into like a hype video. Uh, I think he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I don't know when this was, probably like a year ago or something. And he told the story of how he was in college and he had a paper and he failed the paper just because the citations were wrong. It was the wrong style. 14 other kids used that same style and failed. And they all got to have redos, but I... Aaron Rodgers didn't get a redo. And so I went to my professor in her office hours and said, how come the other students get to redo their paper? And I don't. And she said, because you're an entitled athlete, what do you think you're even going to do with your life? He said, I'm going to go play in the NFL. And she said, no, you're not. You're going to amount to nothing. You're going to be a loser. You're not going to do anything with your life. And I said, watch me. And I was just like, oh, cool. A made up story. (laughs) Just, Just fucking totally fake. I mean, like just the most Gary V grind set bullshit right. you could possibly see. That could have been a LinkedIn post by anyone. <laughs> yeah. You, and you can put the, the fucking Homelander rant, like cut behind it. And they're like, I'm sick of being persecuted for my strength. And then, <laughs> and then I, it just cuts. And yeah. Your Metro don't try any throwing. <laughs> touchdowns and winning rings and they're like ha fucking dunk on that idiot college professor and it's like yeah y'all it, it, <laughs> it, it was like a amigos song and like he yeah. he said like watch me and he's like drink and don't turn me to a superhero <laughs> that's so, what it is yeah the... yeah <laughs> like all all of the jets fans were just like coming in their pants they're yeah. like oh man like I, I would love Aaron Rodgers to be my quarterback. It won't be exhausting at all. <laughs> it won't be a thing that I hate because that's how fucking desperate they are. And you know what? I... Fair enough. It's the, the having no quarterback for decades will get you pretty down bad. We we as Packers fans born in the mid 90s literally cannot understand what it is no. like to not have a good quarterback for decades like that. 
That'll fuck with your brain chemistry. That's for sure. What are you talking about, Ryan? They had Brett Favre for two years. One year. He wasn't very good. (laughs) He got hurt and tried to play through it and didn't Didn't have a very good season. And then he went to the Vikings. And then he was like, I'm out. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Because you were kind of iffy. So, no, every everything the Jets touch turns to trash. Mark Sanchez might legitimately be the best quarterback they've had in a like 20 years. Not great. What about uh, that two-game stretch of Mike White? Mike White! Mike yeah. fucking White! Six touchdown Mike White. That is a specific breed. I... Somebody better get me some penicillin because I got a white hot Mike White fever over here. Mike White hot fever. Not that would have been better. Uh, last but not least, hello. Uh, I am Lucas DeRider. Um, I God, do I have anything? I, I, I don't know if I have anything. Um, you've been to Little Tokyo, right, Lucas? Yeah. What do you think? Um. Uh, a lot of nerd shit there. I appreciated mm. that. Okay. Uh, Glad you vintage, appreciated it. A couple of vintage shops that are fun and uh conveyor belt sushi, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah, so I kind of thought it'd be a lot more culture. <laughs> and I'm not saying anime is not culture, but I am saying I was kind of weirded out by the fact that it was just uh, like what 65 percent anime figurines and body yep. pillows and like like i don't know japan's weeb. main export baby yeah like weeb culture and not like kind of authentic cool japanese culture i'm not what? saying it's not authentic but like come on man you know what i'm saying i they have more than the one thing yeah yeah so my yeah. defense to that is that uh, at least uh, that I can recall, they were independently owned stores. Like this wasn't, uh, I don't know, Andrew, whatever the scam like otaku place that moved into a mall near you is. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that place. They're not. They're not doing that. Um, I, I I think there was a retro video game shop. I in went that in that shop. Mall. Yeah, it was cool. It was literally like within Sightline, there were four different anime toys, figurines, and body pillows stores. Like the video game store was lit. They had a bunch of CRT TVs that yeah. were like hooked up playing old Nintendo and PS1 games and shit. That was awesome. That's kind of thought that'd be a little bit larger percentage of what was there, but oof. I don't know. And like maybe more food that was actually culturally relevant and good and i don't i don't know i was like damn i get it like it's kind of a touristy area so Mm -hmm. a lot of the places are gonna be for tourists i tourists like body pillows apparently that that uh that doesn't surprise me uh too much um maybe because i'm not as bummed out by it as you are but uh, that does track with some other stuff i uh i found out recently that um uh anime expo the largest anime convention uh i attended last year it's held in the los angeles convention center uh 
that is actually conducted by the nonprofit. Uh, I forget their exact name, but it's like Japan uh, Cultural Promotion Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all they do. Just mm. Anime Expo. Yeah, Japan so, trying to get that soft power. It's uh, no wait. So it's from like the Japanese government, or it's like Americans that want to Americans, presumably uh, people oh. of a Japanese background, and like that's a big uh, presumption. <laughs> if that's yeah, if that's what they're choosing to be like, yeah, this is what we're focusing on. This is what we're elevating from that culture. Um, I'm not at all surprised that uh, that is what Little Tokyo is like in Los Angeles. Um, at its peak, Little Tokyo had 30,000 Japanese Americans living in the area. And I, I, I just wonder how many are there still. I wish it was. When, when was that peak? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm looking yeah, for that. Was that 2019 or was it 1947? Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been. It could have. I imagine it's one of two things, right? Like it was like the 80s before gentrification really just fucking blew up everything in L.A. Or it was, yeah, like pre-World War II. Like, yeah, when uh, pre-fucking, yeah, incarceration and all that shit. Internment. Um, but there are some businesses that have been around for like 100 years and maintained ownership and everything like that. So, what does it say? Uh, wow, this source that they're citing is worthless. So, I don't know. I don't know when it was. I forget if I like or dislike the Kino Kunya there. It's been it's been a while. Sure. They either they either always had or always didn't have the manga I wanted to buy and it's been too long for me to remember. Got a place called Tobacco Hut. Yeah. That sounds cool. There was a rooftop garden that was closed because there was a wedding. Oh. So we didn't Good get to that. go to that. We we went up in the elevator all the way up and then it had a rope that said close for private event. And we saw it was like the ceremony was happening like, no. like 20 feet away from us. Uh y'all just go there to take a trip there or you have something yeah. nearby. Ah. Just hang out. Yeah, tourist in your own like. city, fun. Um right. Also, I believe one uh, one other thing that was cool about Little Tokyo, I think they had one of the first uh, unionized Starbucks in Los Angeles, mm. uh, but that was unfortunately closed down, presumably because Starbucks didn't like that there was a unionized Starbucks. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. One of the interesting facts was that it was one of three remaining Japan towns in the United States. I was like, damn, it is... It's not many. Not many at all. Yeah. And we have... I, I don't know if it's many, but a fair number of bullets to get to in News of the Week. Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell, whose biggest owners are Microsoft employees, blasts Japan and Sony speaking of Japan, for allowing the company to have a monopoly of 98% of the high-end game market, yet Japan's government has allowed Sony to engage in blatant anti-competitive conduct through exclusive details and payments to game publishers, establishing games that are among the most popular in Japan, end quote. 
So she just made up that number, right? So I think that number exists because Nintendo and the Nintendo Switch is not counted as a high-end high gaming end, device. Right. Yeah, but but again, like Microsoft has a huge presence. Like I don't I don't even know if Sony not in I'm, Japan. Not in Japan. Oh, oh, you're talking about Japan specifically. Yes. Yeah. Like this is I, I think there's some trade negotiation stuff going on between the US and Japan right now. And as uh, ret- uh, as a rhetorical tactic to uh, get terms that are more favorable to the U.S. Uh, Maria Cantwell is pointing out that, like, well, this Japanese company has a monopoly practically on the high-end Japanese gaming market. Uh, I assume that this was about, like, Sony trying to block the Microsoft ac- uh, acquisition of Activision. I'm trying to say that ten times fast. <laughs> it's probably, Sony's like, yeah, backlashing at that. Act. Yeah, I can't can't even say it once. The Activision acquisition, Activision acquisition, yeah. acquisition Activision. It's just like a parappa the rapper thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, this is weird. This is like I don't know. We've seen a lot of really great headlines lately about uh, legislators, people in power, having a better understanding of like what video games are uh compared to 30 years ago in the 90s but this is still i don't know this seemed this wasn't it man this was weird and wasn't saying anything as i'm sure that sounds scary to people who don't know like video game culture uh video games as an industry but this is yeah, of course Microsoft doesn't have much of a share of Japan, a market they have never tried to market themselves towards. Right. Also, there's no way that that takes into account PC gaming, too. Like, the Switch must be discounted, but, like, right. I promise that there's more than 2% PC uh, infiltration in Japan. Like, I, from fucking literal right. people that I've known from Japan that have gaming <laughs> PCs, like... I. There's just no way that that's that must be discounted as well, like high end video game console. And it's like when you start putting a bunch of qualifiers on something, it loses all meaning. (laughs) They got League. They got Starcraft over there. You're not playing that on a con. If you're playing that on a console, what are you doing? Idiot. I don't even know those games release on console. Ah, so, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of weird. It's funny. It's classic America that like for us, we're like so split. You know, it's like Sony or Microsoft. Who do you like? Blah, 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 blah. And then like in other countries, they're very much just like, no, yeah, it's it's ours. <laughs> we're, we're, we we chose we choose ours. And we're just like mm, the American one. <laughs> like I, cars. We're like Chevy or do we or do we just go with the Toyota and <laughs> make it make sure uh, it lasts? I, <laughs> like, Think Microsoft put out that anime ass game from a year or two ago called Scarlet Nexus that wasn't anything actually. And then after that, the only thing I can think of where Microsoft tried to cater towards the Japanese audience uh, was in like 2002. I think they published the game Shenmue 2 because the Dreamcast had become defunct by then. Damn. Nice. Speaking of defunct or <laughs> few, f- like 
about to be defunct. Lucas, tell us about Pornhub. <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. Pornhub's parent company, MindGeek, was sold to a newly formed private equity firm. Ethic, what is it called? Ethical Capital Partners. <laughs> when you have to name well, that's doesn't that, is that their name? Of, yeah, doesn't that reek of Democratic People's Republic of Korea? Yeah, like absolutely. you have to you have to really hit the like, we're really good guys. That feels like you're really not good guys <laughs> in a weird way. Um yeah. Yeah. Netanyahu has changed the name of his judicial reforms to Fans of Democracy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I... It, it, they're, they're portraying it as embattled website Pornhub. And it's like, it's a porn site. Like, it, it's it's embattled as much as porn is embattled. I don't. Yeah. You know. The website part of it isn't really. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, it's a business. It reminds me of Silicon Valley. One of my favorite bits is when they go to court the porn industry and it's all like people very tightly done up suits and everything. And they're just like, hi, uh, Jenny Hayes from like stupid mindless sluts.com. Um, I, I just had a question about your, your, uh, uh, you know, your algorithm and how that pertained to uh, 4k UHD content. Does that, you know, just like very serious questions because it's a billion dollar industry mm-hmm. that yeah, on the outside, <laughs> Is kind of the skeeviest shit you can imagine. Um, I don't know. It's allegedly hosting child pornography. It's like, yeah, that's it's you can't not user generated like, content, right? Exactly. If you allow people to upload shit, bad stuff's gonna happen. It's gonna be on your site, and it's like just that's, a matter of how I, well you yeah, react to it. And there was something a couple of years ago, wasn't there? We're like, didn't wasn't Pornhub not a thing for a couple of days? No, and they, they purged. They purged all non, like, what's it called? Verified like accounts. Right. Yeah. Okay. It had to basically be like professional or mm-hmm. like semi professional content. There was no more amateur stuff for like a long time because, yeah, they were getting so many reports of I, uh, illegal stuff. Although I will say, and like, maybe I'm, uh, yeah, I guess I am the biggest tech bro on this podcast. Um, that's actually something where like AI tech could really be useful uh, in image review processes to obviously like what a child looks like. There's a huge spectrum right. of That's that. Problem. But like if we can just get that to be flagged better, like that is they do. Yeah, no, people uploading that shit to any platform. Uh, AI can really help prevent some of that or at the very least like get it down much faster. They've, they've been doing that for years. Yeah, I mean, it's just thousands of hours being uploaded every single day. They can't, mm. they literally can't, because they what they would do is flag it for human review. And then you got to go through the back catalog. And yeah, and then like, what is this content, basically? <laughs> like, there's no fancy, I don't know, no no fancy document where you can quickly reference everyone's ages and everything like that and whether or not they are consenting to this content being uploaded and all this other stuff so yeah there there where is the porn star wiki i think there is one right it's got to be guarantee porn star wiki wikipedia 
list of female mm-hmm. porn stars, internet adult film base. Oh yeah, isn't there an IMDb for porn? I think that exists. It's funny. IAFD. There you go. Adult films, completely different. Oh, guys, you can afford to upload higher res images. Or can they? Oh, I said billion, not trillion, Lucas. They don't. <laughs> they don't got that much money. Do you think they could ever make a porn movie good enough to win an Oscar? Did Boogie Nights get anything? Boogie oh, Nights you mean porn? No, was it? That's that's I, what I it is, right? It, yeah. Like the, the about... difference between like an obscenely X-rated movie and porn is how good it is. Like I, so if it gets really good, then it's no longer porn anymore. That's what is they're going to say. Is Boogie Nights X-rated? No. There's there's others that have been yeah, in the past. I, it, but as somebody who's thought too much about the difference between anime and hentai, like <laughs> we're fucking splitting hairs, dude. It's not the overlap is much bigger than you would think. I actually the biggest signifier of what is anime versus what is hentai is actually the budget behind a project. Yeah, exactly. It's how good <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's always how good it is. Mm. That's that's and good is obviously a subjective thing. I, I bring up the Pornhub thing. I put that in there uh, not only because it's always kind of interesting to talk about the uh, money end of the adult and uh, adult content uh, industry world. Uh, yeah, but also this comes on the heels of a lot of other shakeups in that space. I read. I don't think I put it here, but I read a while ago that uh, uh, stripper dot net which was like the oldest forum kind of social media platform for strippers, for uh, people adjacent to, uh, yeah, erotic spaces like that. That was bought out and shut down by OnlyFans. So I don't know. It's This is a changing space in a weird and interesting way. And I, not to be a Luddite, but I wish like, the world and people were better so I could be more optimistic about the direction this is all heading in. Everything gets optimized over time. Mm. Like that's, that's literally the promise of capitalism. Like, obviously it's not perfect as we all are well aware of, but like the idea is that it's going to keep optimizing to produce money better. And if someone enters the space with a better idea of producing money, then all the old kind of gets forced out and it's almost never good for the majority of the population. Uh, the new optimization that is better than whatever we used to have. So, yeah. I mean, it's funny to read old newspaper articles from like the forties and fifties and how they talk about how like our prediction for the year 2000 is Everyone's only going to work 20 hours a week because new technology is going to make everything so much better that we're going to be able to keep productivity high without having so much human labor. And it's just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, the opposite has happened. Somehow along the way, we were told we need side hustles yeah. to make a living wage. I don't, I don't know what happened, but something went wrong. <laughs> There's, 
there's been a mistake because uh, yeah, you were right about the technology. In a lot of ways, you were underestimating the amount of technological development we would have. We put put someone on the moon 15 years after you wrote this article. Um, but here we are, and yeah, not not I mean, so much with the whole labor thing. I'm I'm still shocked. Like I, I know that this is a complete tangent, but I'm still shocked that we went from the Wright brothers to landing on the moon in like 60 years. Yeah. And then space flight has not advanced at all since then. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, I can't tell if you're being serious or not. I mean, like not in any real meaningful ways. Like we've, you know, got a shot at Mars, dude. The space shuttle is not an achieved improvement from fucking Apollo. To be fair, got a little shaky in the middle, but I <laughs> lately we're kind of tough. This, the, the space shuttle was a like a big improvement, like like function wise, but it didn't yeah. do anything else. Like it was it reusable. Did, it fucking landed. I think that it, it land, was more efficient. Right? That was cool, but it didn't do anything else. Yes, it, it just did. Went, it went in orbit. Like we can't we can't go farther. We well, can't. Farther like, is not the only measure of like good space travel. It's like, kind of really the only thing that matters when you're talking about the expanse of space. It's the International Space Station. That's just eh, not not important at all. Like people it's just live... doing the same thing but for longer. <laughs> That's an improvement. Going We're to talk... Mars is doing the same thing but farther. We like, landed yeah. on the moon almost 60 years ago and now we're trying to just do the same thing again and we Whoa, might not, we're not be able to, to go do to the that. Moon. Elon's trying to go to the fucking moon. NASA doesn't give a fuck about the NASA's moon. NASA's trying to go to the moon. Have you not like watched any of that shit? There was I have not. No. Oh yeah, no. Like there's a whole thing. NASA made basically the Saturn V rocket but much bigger <laughs> for Mars. No, for the moon. Mm. We did a test flight. Around, it was a simulation of landing on the moon where they sent the rocket up. It went around the moon and then came back. And it's a multi-stage I... rocket just like Saturn. Okay, in fairness. And they're trying, their aim is that by like 2026, we'll be able to put people on the moon again. This is NASA. I... Did you guys not see any yeah, of I'm seeing this Andrew, now. Andrew, I'm Artemis reading it now and this is like, beta testing for the mars trip the yeah. reason it's going back to the moon is like they're trying to do it in a way where like mimicking but that's what we would do to go to years mars. off we of are years off from beta testing what we might do in mars like that mars is so far away dude again we went from a plane that could fly two feet above the ground for half a minute to putting someone on the moon in the amount of time that my dad has been alive. Yeah. Like, I, that's insane. That's, that's the insane. insanity. And then in that same amount of time since then, we have thought about how we could maybe go farther. We, we don't so have the Ruskies to beat anymore, Andrew. That's yes, what the that's moon dumb. race was. That shouldn't have been the motivation. And I get that it was, but like, we should want to do that other stuff. The fact that the moon is your bar for like, this is how far we've gone, is because of like American propaganda that the moon was always the goal, baby. We always wanted to no, land. No, I'm not saying the moon. The moon. I'm and saying that's... that the moon shouldn't have always been the goal. They and then as soon as we achieve that, they're like, "All right, 
we did going- it though. Like we we put drones on other planets. We've we've flown a fucking we've flown a drone out of the solar system and it's still transmitting data to us. We have the Hubble Space Telescope. We have the the most advanced space telescope that can see the origin of the universe. Like we have this other stuff, but for you. You think of the moon as the crowning achievement because that's literally what American propaganda was. Was that like, no, we always wanted to go to the moon. about putting human beings in a place. Why is that the most advanced thing? Why is that? Because we the- should live other places. That's cool. Why? I, what, what do you mean, why? Because that's cool. You know what else is cool? Seeing the birth of the universe. Like, there's other cool shit is what I'm saying. Like, I, I want to like- put bases on the moon. I want to put bases <laughs> yeah, on Mars. Exactly. I want to do that shit. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. That is cool. But, like, I feel like your barometer is, like, moon equals coolest possible thing until we go to mars until we go to this uh, like jupiter until we like keep going deeper and deeper because that's how the united states build it like when russia beat us in all of these other things with space travel we then kept Again, moving the goalposts that, because it. we space wanted it to be the moon travel space travel it is yeah. cool it's really cool and important scientifically that we've sent out drones that that we've used the telescope to get all this scientific data all of that is really cool and important and it's good yeah. it's not space travel space travel saying... is a human being going from the earth to somewhere else right. that's what space travel is right because we have better shit to collect a lot of science we don't need to put humans there other than for our own fucking egos like we can and we probably should it's not just about egos like it is come on the the resources that we will need to expand the human race across the solar system and the cosmos if if we want to be a thing that lasts for more than a couple thousand years like that's that's necessary i agree We, we need to do that I very much agree. 100%. The, sca- the scale of human expansion requires resources and bases and mm-hmm. like well, it requires improving word, travel sure. and like improving rockets and stuff like that. We it needs to get better than what it has been and it hasn't gotten significantly better in 60 years. It I, has absolutely gotten unbelievably significantly better. We just have not physically put human beings strapped to a rocket and sent them to another body since then and for you i feel like that's the like that's the important part. Yeah, that's it that's I, all that matters baby we, that's the, the important part the, the mars don't... rovers the fucking dis- discovery going like all these giant scientific steps that have led to more further developments and improvements like this rocket that they're doing like lucas said it's beta testing for mars it is designed for more we can do the moon literally right now if we wanted to, but we'd have to spend billions of dollars and it'd be pointless because we've done it. Like it's it's only useful as a stepping stone to do it nowadays. Yeah, we need to have the moon as a stepping stone. We need yeah. to have a moon base. That's necessary. The The cost of escaping Earth's gravity is too high to make it a thing that there's, we do regularly. There's plenty of other solutions because going to the moon first is kind of out of the way. Like you can have orbital refueling stations and other stuff like, like there's other required as a strong word all i'm saying is that i just feel like ignoring decades of space i'm not I get ignoring what it saying, i'm but... talking about putting human beings somewhere else and right your principal argument for that is we need that for resources for greater expansion 
I'm going to push back I feel on like that. The, even I think we got robots that are yeah, pretty good at gathering resources. I feel like right this now. is that that classic tweet of the, you know, I like waffles. Oh, so you're saying pancakes are not important? Like, no, what? that's a completely different. You're not using waffles as the barometer for human achievement. Yeah, I I feel like it's just I get what you're saying, and I feel like. It's. I just think it's because of this propaganda that you're subconsciously falling for. That like, the U.S. did this really cool thing, man, and it's so important, and we've never fucking done it again, and it's a bad thing. And it's like, we did do a cool thing, but we've continued the mission. And like Lucas said, we didn't have two world wars and a cold war to fuel like unlimited budgets essentially. So we've had to start being more economical and like the stuff that we've done is unbelievable with, I might add an insane success rate, like with, with a success rate that is basically impossible. Like the amount 95%. of stuff they pull off. That's <laughs> that, insane. That, that 5%, when you think of what they're doing. Uh, no, it's I, bad. No, yeah. no, no, I agree. I, I completely agree. Like <laughs> that's space, the main reason we don't go to the moon. No, the fact that more dangerous. people have not died in yeah. space travel is astounding. Also, also, most of those weren't like, oh, the math was wrong. That was like human, yeah, human being error. Shitty. Not, like, I mean the the challenger or. Was it the challenge? Both the of Columbia? the space shuttle ones were, yeah, because basically human oversight kept flagging these issues and people kept going like, eh, eh. yeah, it's well, it's worked for which, now. Which one blew up on re-entry? Not the Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, so Columbia, like I was like, it popped up in a story that I was reading uh, not that long ago, uh, which reminded me the fact that like we knew that it was damaged yeah. when it was in space. I. I always thought that it was this thing that, like, because it was on the underside of the ship, no one was able to see it, and they didn't know that it was damaged until yeah. later. No, we knew that it had a good chance of just busting. And they're like, it'll probably be fine. Why don't yeah. you guys give it a shot? It was my understanding that they didn't have the capability to, like, properly repair it with, like, spacewalks. And it was just kind of like, you know, good chance it's fine. Not really any other options. So it was, the article I was reading was about shot. a uh, a rescue mission to send up this like another space shuttle right. and transfer the crew, and just risky like, in and of itself. No, no, yeah. very very risky. Probably would have just killed both ships. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those things where yeah, it sucks, but all all the astronauts on board would be understanding. Sadly enough, like that the realities of what they're faced with, but. Yeah, and I mean, Challenger was the same thing. Like, we knew there was these these problems. People pointed it out. They tried, and it just kind of got pushed through anyway. So, mm. yeah, given unlimited budgets, it would actually probably be pretty safe. So, I don't know. We do cool shit in space. Space is cool. Yeah. Fund it more. I want to do more cool shit. Like, it's I agree. important. I, we should. I want the human race to expand, and I, I feel I, like I'm not going to be able to see it. I think you're... Ah, wait, we got it. Andrew gave away the game. Andrew, Andrew wants to see it himself. I want to <laughs> see it. I Andrew wants see to. It. Andrew wants to go to our Mars colony, and if he doesn't, that's what this is all about. Okay, I don't. I don't mean specifically like see it with my eyes on the ground. I mean, sure, I want to way. see humanity prosper. But you wouldn't say no. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. offered, you wouldn't say I, no. So. I I have said that if I get the opportunity to go to the Antarctic Research Station, 
I'd really strongly consider it in a heartbeat. I'd go to Mars if I wasn't on the initial suicide missions. <laughs> That's not real. That was some weird private company. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, NASA would literally never put that sort of mission together. That is, they're, they're basically the do no harm. Elon would. Space Elon would do oh, that shit. in a heartbeat. SpaceX would prefer it that way. <laughs> SpaceX doesn't want people to return. <laughs> like they are anti-NASA in that sense, but. Uh, no. Speaking of people who we all kind of didn't want to return, um, the assault allegations against, uh, against Justin Roiland have been dismissed, and he claims on Twitter that he knew this attempt to cancel him was always baseless, which makes every uh, studio and creative outlet dropping him uh, once these allegations surfaced um, odd. And, uh, of course, this uh, case being dropped also doesn't negate the weird pedophilic racist DMs that uh, he sent out. Um, it doesn't erase any of those, uh, nor does it... Uh, doesn't undo- even really erase yeah, the erase accusations. allegations. Yeah. yeah. Charges being dropped are not innocence. Like, it never is. That's it, not what that means. It means the DA does not think that they're 100% guaranteed to win the case because that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. you get elected and if you don't win enough cases, someone else takes your spot. So you only take cases that are basically slam dunks and 99% of them are just plea deals. So if you get someone that you think is actually going to fight the case, you better make sure that you're basically airtight. And if they think, there's even one factor that might cause them to lose. They'll just drop the charges. So, yep. Yeah. Classic. I. You guys going to be able to watch the next season of Rick and Morty or what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, he's not he, even he, involved. Yeah, yeah he won't right. be on it. I got no guilty conscience, baby. Be great. I it might be it. fucking weird, like hearing the different voices, but. It's going to be an impression. <laughs> They're going to sound exactly the same. What if they just do AI? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a middle finger to Justin Roiland, who is kind yeah, of I'm sure a proponent he'd have of it. For a lawsuit at that point, but ah, uh, would he? If they use his original uh, recording, yeah, they'd have to yeah. get an impressionist in the booth to do a version, which then would defeat the purpose of having AI. But yeah, right. If they if they got an impression in the booth, an impressionist in the booth, because like for example, Siri. Um, when she was originally developed, like the voice actress, they just had to record a bunch of nonsense syllables and were able to like piece that into every word in the English language. Basically would be like that, like do it actually optimized for AI so that AI could like properly get the intonations and everything like that and they could do it. But yeah, it would be then at that point, just like, well, why not have the actor do the, (laughs) do the lines. But yeah, I, I I was kind of thinking like, it's a toss up between that, like just get like someone to really lay it on and, and try to get that voice down or just have a somewhat similar voice and be like, wow, Rick, isn't it weird that you brought that technology from the alien planet that made our voices sound different? <laughs> yeah, Morty, that is pretty weird. <laughs> Mortimer, that is rather strange. I'll admit I don't, I don't understand. Why I did this, but I'm not saying that I'm complaining. I have a deep, rich baritone now, and I, and I don't, a... I don't burp anymore. I don't. Uh, it's interesting. 
I'm on a quest to find the version of myself who killed my wife. I think there are bigger things to focus on than uh, our voices and how I've grown up more than you. My son has been kidnapped. (laughs) You must save my family. Um, All right, cool. I think that'll take us into the breakouts. I cannot think of any hot memes. Uh, I watched the movie Tar. Uh, The Academy Awards ended. Tar did not win anything, I think. Uh, But then I've been meaning to watch it for a while. So my partner Maria and I she says hi, by the way. Once again, just to Ryan and Andrew. Not for you, listeners. Never for you. We watched that. I enjoyed Tar. So what's the movie trying to say? Because I read the plot and I'm like, oh, is it just bad? Like person bad? Or is like, it, what's the message? Is it the... Lucas, you and I had a conversation about this a couple of days ago about movies that don't have like a... Uh, a moral to the story it's just wouldn't it be fucked up if that thing happened <laughs> wouldn't it be fucked up if um a high-end millionaire existed not even a billionaire just a millionaire existed um yeah so like this is this movie is a commentary on cancel culture on auteur theory and it's all framed by following this woman, uh, Lydia Tarr, uh, as she exists as, like, the most famous and successful conductor in the world. Um, And then, yeah, it's just two and a half hours of following her around and the movie slowly depicting, like, the shitty things she does and how you slowly become unable to interact with anything she's doing in good faith. Her eventually being outed, her eventually being me tooed and canceled, and then her trying to do a redemption tour and it just being the most devastating thing uh, that I found gleeful because it was hilarious and happening to, at this point, just a terrible human being. And I understand why it's so divisive, why... Some people really much appreciate it. Why some people completely abhor the movie because it is kind of like, there's nothing really like happening here, but it's just, you're following around this person. And by the end of it, you have a very complete understanding of them. And if you are someone who is, not on board for that, not on board for watching. I, I can't even think of a terrific point of comparison. Um, like the, like the Stanley Kubrick of conducting, uh, for, uh, not Kubrick, uh, the Epstein of conducting. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't hmm. she like, was your predator? That's like yep. one thing that's, I feel like causing issues more than yeah. others. Hey. If you're not down for that, or if you're already deeply familiar with that kind of person, you're probably not going to get a ton out of this movie. But uh, I, oh God, I had such a complete understanding of like this exact type of person by the end of it. Or at least that's what the movie really empathized with her. (laughs) So like, and that's the tricky thing that is like fundamentally empathy is like, you have to be able to understand a person and what they're going through to be able to empathize with them. Like this movie it made me understand Lydia Tarr, 
but no, she deserves all this. She <laughs> deserves every bad thing that happened to her. Is there a word for that? Like, oh yeah, I get you. Glad bad things are happening to you, though. Like, that is a positive to me. So having not seen Tar, it sounds similar to the Joker, which I feel like people who like Tar are going to say is bad. Um, But I'm just throwing that comparison out there. Like, oh, this person does bad things and is kind of representative of a lot of toxic traits that we can find in real people. But also you understand the motivations behind this person and they're a very like fully fleshed out character. And I, I feel like people who like the Joker are not going to like Tar and I feel like people who like Tar are not going to like the Joker. And I'm just ringing some of those bells. And mm. you, you didn't watch the Joker, right, Lucas? You I have did. yet to see the Joker. I'm sorry. You know, you'd be the only one that could actually oh. make that. Or that, you guys that, could watch Tar. Or that. Where's it on? Is it on anything? Um, I think it's only available to rent right now. I think we watched on uh, YouTube. Nah, fam. Nah, it doesn't sound like an enjoyable experience. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it. The Joker is at least grounded in like familiar IP and like has interesting nods and like fun like cinematic elements to it. Tar sounds like a fucking just slog of brutality. I'm not gonna lie. It kind of wraps around. It kind of wraps around to being hilarious, though. Wrap around in the brutality, like yeah. I oh god, there's one point towards the end of the movie where Lydia Tar ain't doing great, and she puts on like the childhood solo ensemble medal that she won, and it's like, wow, she is she's doing real bad and it's kind of hilarious how how far it is at this point how far she has fallen i i don't want to see the movie but i do kind of just because i have a feeling that many people including myself might interpret some of these scenes differently than you did oh you don't trust my analysis of Tar, Andrew? I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it just to compare to the Joker. Because I, I feel like, yeah, not going to be a lot of cross-sectionality between fans of both of those properties. But sounds similar. Uh, if you guys are even on the cusp then, I will do you a favor and not spoil the ending, which is hilarious and a I massive L to... what. Yeah, I've read the plot. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, I, I, I know how it ends, too. I liked Monster Hunter. <laughs> I liked the month that we played that game. And that is that is a Lydia Tarr's nightmare conducting concerts for the Monster Hunter IP. <laughs> it is. I mean, for someone who was once considered the greatest conductor of all time, yeah. See how that would be a little rough. Hilarious. Uh, Andrew, is Resident Evil 1 HD uh, rough? Or if it is, is it an enjoyable kind of rough? It, it is an enjoyable kind of rough. Like, we we are having a lot of fun playing it. I, I should say, Jade and I got this video game from Lucas for our wedding. Um, there's a lot of, like, relationship emotion tied to the Resident Evil franchise for Jade and I. Um, 
we're playing Resident Evil HD, which is, I think, like a 2014 HD remaster of the original Resident Evil 1. Um, and it is so weird playing it because games like this don't exist anymore. I mean, mm. it's tank controls, fixed cameras, yeah. super frustrating, very stressful, <laughs> and completely convoluted in its game design. We we are playing this game with a guide. Okay. Because it is the only way to complete this game without completely losing your mind. Um, there, there are things you have to do in order to complete objectives and find keys and shit like that that do not make sense in the slightest. It would take hours and hours and hours to do some of this shit if we didn't have a guide telling us where to go because mm. i mean there's hidden items all over the place there's no way that you would know to check the bookshelf on the second floor in one of 50 rooms in order to find this one item that you need for something in the courtyard which is a 20 minute walk away i is there like an indicate? I, I remember distinctively in Resident Evil Eight. I'm not sure about Seven, but yeah, you would turn a room blue when you found on the on the map. You would turn a room blue when you collected everything in it. Is there any such mechanic in Resident if you, Evil One? If you find a map for a certain floor or a certain area, the room will turn green if you've collected every item in there. Okay. Um, but a lot of the rooms are just red because you didn't like pick up hidden ammo. Oh, okay. Or like a healing item or, or something. It's red doesn't mean you have to go there for the story. It just means I mean it also could be there's enemies that you ran around because mm. you don't get a whole lot of ammunition and enemies are hard to kill, even on easy mode, which is what we're playing it at. That being said, we've played this game almost every night for the last week and a half. Like Hell we're enjoying yeah. the absolute shit out of it. I uh, okay, you answered some of my mechanical questions. I appreciate that. What is the story of Resident Evil One? I the Resident Good Evil question. War. <laughs> <laughs> I, what what is the pitch? What is the premise? Super long and short of it is that you play as either Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine, who are both members of Stars, mm -hmm. which are basically like the SWAT team of Raccoon City, which is like in the area where the game takes place and you go to like look for members of your team that went missing and you come across this mansion and you get stuck in it and in the mansion there's tons of creepy shit and evidence of like experiments gone wrong including zombies and giant sharks and living plants and dogs and giant spiders <laughs> and a plant that wants to eat you and and dogs and dogs <laughs> it's also dogs I, okay and frogmen i uh, have you uh, is the umbrella corporation even in this game or yes, is that okay yes. it's like it's one of those things where it's like the old mansion like that's like cursed and shit like that and then like as you go like layers deeper and deeper and deeper you find out that this is all just an umbrella corporation testing ground Ah. And that the mansion is here because of like the the virus that everything is based on was like in the family. And like there's like this like the original zombies in a chained up casket outside. And like it was like the family secret and then Umbrella Corporation like slowly moved in and used it as the basis for their experiments. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and then I do have a mechanical question. Um, do you have? Do you get the impression that narratively the game is different depending on uh, no, which dude, of the prote- like they, okay. like it, so I haven't played the games in between not yet at least those are next on the list but like the cheesy dialogue and the super convoluted like this is happening because of this thing which if you read 40 pages on the wiki you'll finally understand <laughs> like it's the tone is definitely there that being said the the Games that I originally played in the Resident Evil franchise were like the games that were trying to recapture the feeling of the original games. Because in between, it got real fucky. That that was definitely the Resident Evil IP. Um, And then you were telling me in my DMs that like there are optional bosses in this game are they like actually optional or like they're they're not like you have to come into contact with them in order to like get the item that you need but like for example i needed this key and there was a room with a giant snake in it and i ran around the snake grabbed the key and then ran back out to the door and left Mm -hmm. and i didn't fire a shot at it like but then there's another boss that you face where like you do have to kill it in order to get the item so yeah and then there was another one where it's like you get captured by this chained up monster and you have to escape and you just run around it and leave oh okay glad you're enjoying my gift i'm glad you and jade find it if not a good time uh interesting no, definitely a good time. It's a great yeah. time. Interesting for sure, but like, it's a lot of fun. Ryan, what have you been checking out? Um, I finished Andor. I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about it after the you end, had, Andrew? You had one episode left last time we talked. Yeah. So like, what's the marriage thing, Andrew? Please, please explain. I know what, <laughs> we, like, we talked about this last time. With, what with What is the marriage Mon thing? Mothma. Like, where's the plot going? Or, well, like, what, or like, like, why? Why do I care? <laughs> she's going to marry a mob mob son, but it seems like she's like enjoys that and like wants to get married to him. Well, because her daughter so is like, super fucked up and buying into like the cultural fascism aspect. But like the, the why does it matter? To you, it doesn't because okay. I know that you you don't like this character. Like it matters for that character. I, I did not and... say I don't like Mon Mothma. I don't understand why she's in the show <laughs> and why this story is one that we need to hear. But I thought it was going somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, we're about to see how really fucked up this shit is, baby." Yeah, what she about basically some... pimped out her daughter to a mob boss. Did son. she though? Mm. The daughter wants to marry the guy. Yeah, <laughs> but she, but Mon Mothma knows how fucked up it is. Like, because they want to get married, I'm so confused. Like, I just so why is it fucked up, Lucas? Okay. What happened here was Mon Mothma is a senator who is secretly funneling money to the rebels because she doesn't like the empire and doesn't like the fascism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Her uh, finances valid. are like starting to come into the light. Like people are investigating her and she doesn't know how to like cover it up. And basically her last outlet is uh, there's a mob boss that she knows from her home planet who is just like a just a bad dude um 
but like basically boss. says like yeah i can't can, even I, hear what he's so bad like what's so bad yeah, about him like yeah just gen- general mob boss and she's like a hoity-toity rich lady who yeah like doesn't part of my like, like okay it, like no like yeah whatever but like so he basically says like yeah i can offer you like these loans that will cover it up and make it look like it was these chair like this charitable shit that you were doing um but your daughter has to marry my son. That is not what he said. <laughs> he literally says, I want an introduction. Like, they're about the same age. Introduce that, that, them. That, wait, that was the implication? Like, he was might it? as well have said, like, yeah, like, I'll do this thing for you. But, like, if you don't want your store to burn down, you probably got to pay me this thing. Like, that... <laughs> is it? Yeah, what? That was... He didn't even threaten her. Like, he literally just said, like, oh, you want me to do this big thing for you? then introduce my son to your daughter like i just he didn't he didn't sound like he was like threatening her really it was just like hey you really need this thing and i really want my son to marry into like this legitimate family so things can get easier for us like totally fine but like he is a mob boss and she was marrying off her daughter to protect herself she marrying her though once again the daughter wants this like i don't as a parent the, the daughter doesn't want to, to do marry this guy specifically the daughter kind of does really, though <laughs> the daughter got really into like the like cultural supremacy of their people and like yeah. part of their practice is like marrying your kid off to a stranger when they're like 14 and she kind of does want that like ah uh... i just I just, I thought it was going to be so much more fucked up. I this thought, is... like, this is why this was in this show, because something real bad's happening here. And it's just like, I, oh, I... it's it's arranged political marriage? Like, you mean, like, the one that we all know and has been around for hundreds of years and still exists to this day and people don't I, condemn it? I feel it? Like, like it wasn't angled as, like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened. It was just something that she didn't want to do. And she still did it to protect herself. The daughter or the mother? The, the mom. The, the, mom. the, the daughter mom's... has no idea that this is a mob boss or yeah, that the her daughter's mom is like, a rebel oh, or anything This guy's like, like handsome and my age. Sounds as good as any. I want to marry people because that's what our culture does. Like, I, I just don't. It doesn't seem that I mean, I don't like, know. it kind of sounds like Andor is weirdly pro-child marriage. No, it's literally, it it's expressly anti-child marriage. Ryan's just saying that child marriage isn't as bad as the show made it out to be. I'm saying I just don't get it. You know, like, I get the fascism. Like, that That seems, seems pretty bad. Like, <laughs> hey guys, the Empire and Star Wars, pretty bad. They do some some fucked shit there's some torture methods that they use that are like sci-fi insanity and yeah so then they're like oh shit mon mothma dude she's going through the ringer man they're on her tail shit's going down wasn't going down um oh my god what's she gonna do there's only one option and it's so bad she doesn't want to do it i'm like what's this one option and then the option is oh you you marry your daughter according to the customs of your home planet. Like I just to a mom. It boss. just doesn't seem I, that bad. They they literally torture people with like distilled screams of like uh, 
people dying like they're children that's a different storyline <laughs> but they're in the same show that's my that was my original problem and you were like yeah ryan it's great it's showing now, the different levels it's it's levels one level seems interesting one doesn't like <laughs> that was my problem and now you're saying like right it's two different storylines you can't expect the stakes to be the same and i'm like it's the same show it's a political the thriller should be the same there's the politics aspect it could have made it anything like the, I the mean, bad does... shit that she had to do once again you're you're thinking as though these aren't tv writers the bad things she has to sacrifice could have been anything and they chose oh she has an arranged marriage which they do in her home planet like which she went through like mon mothma went through <laughs> yeah that doesn't She's seem ideal she yeah no doesn't seem great doing just fine like yeah She's literally a senator and like funneling money to these rebels and her husband doesn't have a fucking clue. Like that doesn't seem that bad in the grand scheme compared to like what some like what Bix went through compared to what Andor went through. Like seems seems pretty decent, you know, I take that any day. I don't know. That's just me. So that was my core takeaways. I was expecting like a big twist of like, oh, shit, I'm going to get it after this episode, because otherwise I genuinely did like the show. Uh, and then now it was just like, oh no. Okay, so you didn't like the Mon plotline. I really didn't. What oh. What about the rest of the show? What about Andor and Luthen and? Yeah, Pix it was interesting. It had a lot Marvel. to say, and I, I enjoyed that they went there. It's interesting for like a Star Wars thing to like really go there and not have the Empire be like this cartoon mustache twirler, but have it be made up of like human beings making human choices, which all tracks the banality of evil as they talk about with mm-hmm. like classic nazism like it's it's boring it's fucking it's bullshit like it which is almost worse yeah, yeah exactly it's the stuff we're doing it's not someone going like oh and then we fucking harvest the baby's organs so that we can you know it's it's fucking okay it's joe like, biden yeah yeah exactly it's, <laughs> Our it's hats like, have skulls on them you know yeah. what we're about it's like, oh, wow, yeah, we're in a kind of tenuous position right now. Maybe if I work extra hard, I can get a promotion and maybe keep more job security. Like like everyone on this call is familiar with. Like, yeah, it's it's boring. And I like that. I thought that that was a fun angle. And Andor was enjoyable to watch on screen. And I liked the the final confrontation, which was in the, if I'm not mistaken, was it the final episode or was it the second to last episode? I don't remember. With on the road or whatever where they're putting um, the brick in i think that was the last episode okay yeah i enjoyed do, that do you like how the dude just beat a dude to death with the brick the brick yeah his mom's ashes <laughs> the, the funeral brick well not his, wait no yes they're brothers no 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 no. not his oh. own mom i mean okay no, no, the no. mom okay yeah, um, i was like andrew did i really misinterpret i thought they were just good buddies <laughs> no, they were they were brothers this no, whole no, time no no not brothers okay. i meant like okay. like yeah no the, with the mom. andor's mom's ashes okay yeah. now that that's yes, that's what i expected star wars is like we can do Cain and abel better <laughs> well no he beat he beat a, a nazi with a with a funeral brick uh okay. of a woman that they didn't kill but like caused the conditions that led to her death yeah like so it was it was a very fulfilling moment and uh yeah i'm I'm amazed so is that the rogue one crew or no no just just andor the rogue one crew is i think assembled in the movie 
So there's no one from this show that's on the Rogue One crew other than Andor and Luthen. Um, Mon Mothma's in that movie. Yeah, but she's but not like not like a she's not character. fucking boots on the ground no. like driving the ship and shit like no. that because she's boring. Um, the, <laughs> she's a fucking politician. The robot on the beach planet that like picks him up. Not that I mean I'm sure not that specific. Not robot, that exact unit. Yeah. They they have one of those on the team. Nah, that's funny. So that's a fun little wink and nod. I thought when they all got on the spaceship together, I'm like, wait, so is this just the Rogue One crew? All no, like, none of those like, characters are <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I was like, Bix has like movie star good looks. Like she's very Natalie Portman. Like that wouldn't shock mm-hmm. me if she's just straight out of the movie. But no, okay, then fair. No, I was surprised that they all just like got away. There was like no further death, really, after the heist. Like, did, did literally anyone die after the heist? I mean, most Andor's... of the prisoners. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we knew that was happening. Like, Andor's mom, shirts. but yeah, it was like semi... Andor's uh, mom, most of the prisoners. It was like semi-natural yeah. like causes. Like, you wouldn't really yeah. say that was because of the show, because of the events in the show. But like yeah, yeah, A number of random it. protesting civilians. And stormtroopers. Oh, and stormtroopers, yeah. It doesn't really count for Storm me. Tripa. No real person involved, as they say in Succession. The, the one kid that just threw the fucking IED. Hell the, yeah! Into the whose dad got yeah. murdered just because he was because, around. Yeah, he was literally an informant. Like he did the thing that they wanted, and then they killed him. Yeah, and then they killed him because Bix was better. So they were like, eh, I guess kill him. It was fun. Yeah, it was a, just a straight up pipe bomb, which was classic. Uh, Ryan, you see the uh the latest episode of Succession, the season four premiere. Season four premiere. What'd you think of it? Uh, have you seen it? No. Have you watched any Succession? I mean, I've seen uh the clips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like Andrew. You're watching Succession in thirty or, or like five minute clips on YouTube, I, one by one. Not even YouTube, Ryan. My, most of my exposure to Succession comes from people posting like 45 second to two minute long videos to Twitter with the (laughs) caption, oh man, this scene or LOL, you go Logan or something like that. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it's back. Like it's, it's, it's still itself. It's very authentic. I love that. It's not like devolved into parody of itself at this point, which happens. So it ending this season makes sense. Like the if you wanna, yeah, if you want to go out when you're still relevant and still able to like stay true to the story that you're telling and everything, then fair. Sounds like some of the actors weren't really informed that this was going to be the last season and kind of oh. found out when they started shooting the finale. <laughs> they were like, wait, so, so this is it, <laughs> which is kind of spoilery. Like right. now I know like yeah, major shit goes down that could only go down in a series finale uh in this finale but there you go yeah so i don't know it's it's good it's good tv uh, how is cousin nice. greg doing is he coming up yet cousin greg is like full scumbag mode he's yeah like, he's, he's literally one of the worst characters in the show oh, oh here we go. greg's in his scumbag era let's he's, go gang yeah, scum boys full-blown scum which is great because like that was Tom's goal from the very beginning is like teach Greg how to be a scummy rich person. And now like the most, the person who's most annoyed by Greg being scummy is Tom. And it's like, ah, yeah. 
kind of reaping what you're what you sowed there, Tom. I don't, I don't know what you expected. The so. one petard I never thought I'd be hoisted by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick updates on my end before we talk about the Last of Us finale. Uh, Jojo Land's Chapter 2 came out last week. Uh, this Jojo is either pushing Coke or Ritalin. Um, I think those are the only two. Like uh, an undercover cop uh, was posing as a college student and asked Jojo's, hey, I got an exam coming up. Can you hook me up with something that'll help me with that? And uh, Coke and Ritalin, I feel like, are the only two like drugs that Ritalin. would help you. I mean, Adderall? Adderall. Thank you. <laughs> I'm changing that doc. <laughs> Yeah, those are like the I, only two drugs I can think of offhand that would be like eh, any, maybe speed, but any amphetamine. Yeah, like well, amphetamine was the classic. Just mm. go for it, drug. Yeah, the uppers. Uh, but of course, that aforementioned undercover cop, uh, JoJo said a cab two chapters in a row, and in this one did the work of teaching kids. Hey, cops can and will lie to you. Because the cop in this did the whole thing. Like, when JoJo was catching on, like, meh, I don't think I want to sell you drugs. I'm getting sketchy vibes. And she was like, I mean, if you think I'm a cop, just ask me if I'm a cop. And then, like, you know, if I'm a cop, I'll have to say yes, because cops can't lie about that. Do people still... Like, is that still a storyline? I feel like people started doing that as a bit in, like, the mid-aughts. And now it's still in 2023. Just, like... I feel like that's always been a storyline and we just realized it was a thing in the mid-aughts. Usually they don't do like the wink and nod to the fact that people say that, like that, that started arising in like the mid-aughts that like, that's a funny wrinkle is cops now are aware of the fact that people think they can't lie about that. And they bring that up and then subsequently reveal that they are in fact a cop. Mm. And I don't know. It's funny that that's still yeah. maybe Japan's a little behind on uh, all that. I I would believe that. Um, they introduced a new character. Uh, he's a drug addict that can only that his powers he can only make things that other people want, which is not what oh like other people specifically like yes any other person. I, if someone asks him, hey, man, can you make that camera for me? Or like, hey, I want that camera. He can make a camera for him. Uh, which is someone said, hey, times? can you make yeah. a good life for yourself? I, yeah. What if it's somebody cares about and they're just like, yeah, hey, man, can you make that thing that you like? <laughs> that's that's the thing. That's the commentary. Like, because this is no a, one. <laughs> yep. He is oh. a drug addict who has just like completely wrecked his life and now only has these relationships where he is manipulating other people into like making drugs and shit for him through his own power. He can't he can't be like, I want drugs and then make drugs. He has to get someone else to do it for him. Right. Uh, and then Kashibe Rohan, the world's greatest manga artist, is back. And still the world's greatest manga artist. And I'm looking forward to it because in the original part where he showed up, uh, his dynamic was just, what if this hyper-competent adult versus three scumbag teenagers, and now there are four scumbag teenagers, and we're lining it up again, and it's going to go great. 
Uh, and then still playing Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, I've accidentally created a non-invincible feral anime clown girl uh, and enjoying myself. Should be done with that soon. Probably take a break from it, but there is DLC coming up uh, where they're doing a fun alt-universe thing where now you got to team up with the bad guys. And I, I'll give that a little bit of a break, but uh, looking forward to checking that out. Am I the only one who thought that maybe... Maybe people internal to the Last of Us TV show are some of the only people on the planet who think the Last of Us 2 is where it's at. That maybe they hustled along through season one a little bit so they could get to season two. They, that was my immediate reaction after watching the season one finale. They did not hustle along season one in order to get to yeah, season not two. Not in order. They did yeah, hustle no, it's, It is weird that it was paced the way that it was because I feel like they could have taken their time. But... Also, that's not how production works. They didn't cut this season short so they could start working on season two earlier when season two right, hadn't even been greenlit. I'm, I have an even more cynical take uh, that we had expressed previously where like there were some changes made to the plot of The Last of Us uh, in the TV adaptation so that the stuff introduced in the second game uh, is a more natural flow for the TV show. I've gone from, yo know, that being a utilitarian thing that they did to maybe they're actually more enthused about that subject matter, about they the, the material in that game. They are not more enthused about it. They, I mean, because, I mean, Ryan no made this is. point earlier. Like, your <laughs> choice was either you can set up season two or you can change season two. Like, right. like they would have had to change the story to fit the storyline better if they kept season one, like one to one to the game. Cause it doesn't fit all that great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some would say it still doesn't even with the leg work they've done. And yeah, it's going to be really weird to see how they pull this off. Yeah. If they did a season two of, of Jackson, would you say, would you say no? Or would that be like a, Oh, now we can, actually set up what's about to happen in so lasso's part two i mean we've debated this sometimes on the podcast sometimes off of like how do they do that timeline of the game because not only is there the ellie versus abby storyline there's a ton of flashbacks on both sides that yeah. set up each chapter like what if season two is just the story that leads up to season two or right. like, you know, the last of us part two after the last of us part one, like that would make sense. Yeah. Like cold open on kid Abby, like the, the, the flashback that we had uh, with her dad in fucking Salt Lake city mm. and the life that they had, that's, that's episode one, basically maybe, maybe you could pepper in some more Ellie and Joel and Jackson or whatever. And then, yeah, just move forward with flashbacks and shit and don't get to what happened in the beginning of Last of Us Part 2 until the end season of three. the season. Or, or the, or season the three. yeah, season I two feel finale. like it would work better as a finale. Personally, I think that was why I was most off-put by it. And if anything, is the fact that it happened instantaneously. It was like, oh, I'm going to wait years for this game that I really loved and get to play as my beloved favorite characters, Ellie and Joel. <laughs> Nah, fam. Never mind. 
Like, I, great. If, yeah. if it would have happened at the end of the first game, it would have made sense. I was almost expecting him to die in the first game. Like, I was like, of course he's going to die. And then I'll play as Ellie. And it'll be good because I love Ellie. She's great. And instead, nah. So. I... I, I get where are you guys kind of at with uh, the first season as a whole? I I think my opinion right now is that, boy, that is a really strong first three episodes of television. And maybe it peters out over the course of the remaining few episodes. Yeah. I mean, episode three was the peak. Yeah, yeah it, it was. Like, absolutely. Like, and that's the only thing, the only episode that was basically entirely not in the game. <laughs> It, which is I think, interesting i mean season season one was pretty good it was a little yeah. too short and like they spent a lot of time on stuff that seemed like pretty trivial that like they didn't necessarily need to spend as much time on and then they spent a very short amount of time on some stuff that seemed really important um also no zombies in the second half yeah a- after we see the bloater there are two zombies in the show both of which are flashbacks. Yeah. And like... You never see a zombie in Ellie and Joel's timeline. And like, that's... I feel like they probably needed to expouse upon the reason why Ellie is so important that the fact that this infection has like put humankind in a chokehold. Yeah. The whole cure thing seems pointless because all the conflict comes from humans, which the cure would not help. <laughs> like in the game... It's fucking brutal out there, right. man. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, there is infected everywhere. And mm-hmm. people are shitty because of the infected that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. In the show, people are shitty because people are shitty. And every once in a while, there's an infected. <laughs> and like, like they, they come across people multiple times. They're like, you have any problem with the infected? And they're like, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I in the really winter, see them all that often. Yeah. And then like, the fucking starving cult people, they're just, they literally say that. Like, they're just like much infected. And they're like, nah, it's too cold for them up here. And it's just like, what the, what the fuck? I, but then, <laughs> like, that tracks with the politics of the second game, right? That in that game, like, things aren't bad because the zombies made it bad. Things are bad because the game believes that people are fundamentally bad and seeking violence and revenge. Right, but I feel like it's more, and that's another thing that, yeah, once again, doesn't track with the first game. Um, but I think it's more that, yeah, like this this conflict has allowed strength to once again become the most yeah. important trait in humanity. Like you, it's it's you reduced humanity to less than what it could be. Yeah, no, nothing else is allowed to shine. Humanity is is once again back to like feudal days where you have to respect strength yeah. and da- strength is this damn thing near that animalistic is even like yeah. beyond like feudal society like it's it's kind of like primal yeah survival of the fittest quite literally like we we have these tools that were for a more enlightened time with like fucking cars and shit like that but it's being used by a time where yeah it's just straight brutality like the the world that weird red pilled men like crave where it's like yeah no just pure physical strength and domination is the only trait that is relevant you know uh and credit so. to the, the credit to the show in uh episode three um or maybe just nick offerman showing just how much of a good time it would be for a doomsday prepper 
Yeah, like the first yeah, no, couple like, of weeks. They're they're prepping for that. Their dreams came true. Like that's literally the prepper mindset. Like yeah. most preppers are upper middle class people who, rather than buying a boat and random bullshit, are just investing in the chance that they become gods, that they become the new like top point zero 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 one percent. Like it's it's literally an investment. Like it's a lottery ticket probably won't work but if it does does? (laughs) you're gonna be living large yeah for 20 years and then you die and then it's like oh good 20 years yeah (laughs) you had a good time yeah no that their 20 years might legitimately be better than most of our outlooks for the next 20 years (laughs) yeah he just took whatever he wanted ate did did his own thing lived with the only person he cared about yeah. yeah They got the into jogging, got into gardening together. Yeah. 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 Lived an objectively better life than he did before the outbreak. Yeah. And I would argue, once again, the way that our world is shaping up, probably lived a better life than the vast than majority of yeah. human beings are going to live in the next 20 years. Like, you know, <sighs> you, you take that. But no, yeah, I think it's just an eight out of 10 season. It was my concern from the very beginning. That, or not the very beginning, but like when it started kind of slowing down around episode four, episode five, where it was just like, yeah, we we have sacrificed a perfect 10 out of 10 season of TV so that they can try to make seven out of 10 season two and season three, which was confirmed. Last of Us oh. Part Two isn't going to be able to fit in one season because, of course, it won't. It's double it's twice as long the as game. the first yeah. game. Yeah. So, of course, that won't work. I... Um, someone on Reddit, did I say that in the podcast? Someone on Reddit fixing the whole cannibal cult episode and just making it basically like the splitting it into two episodes and having the reveal of the fact that like David knows who Ellie is be the end of the first episode. And the first episode is Ellie surviving on her own, trying to care for Joel, running into them, fighting off infected, building this trust between them. And then it being revealed that like, he actually knows who she is next episode, Ellie being taken captive, Joel being having like forced into action again. Learning yeah. More instead about of this just cult. being like, instead of just all like I, fucking rushed. Cause that's that... the most important part of her character development or should have been. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it was in the show. That and was there, there were so many. No, oh, go ahead. There were so many times in the podcast where they were talking about like, yeah, and in the game we established this relationship or whatever because they would like fight off the infected, and like that's just not something we were able to do. Like, but why? Yeah, you, you are in charge of this. You get You're to decide writer. what happens. I, I'll admit, probably a lot of my criticisms uh, of this season of TV would probably be resolved if it just had two more episodes. But in that, uh, the cannibal, epi- uh, cannibal episode specifically, that is weird that they spent a long time establishing like, oh, this is what this community of like disposable raiders in the game actually <laughs> looks like. And this yeah. is how weird and fucked up it would be to live in that situation. And then they just go away a third of the way through the episode. Yeah, like we, they, the building's burning down. Yeah, and not a single other person is around. Which, like, I get the explanation. They're like, "Oh, that's where they butcher people and make the human meat." Like, they probably aren't near the main complex and probably keep it a secret when they go there. And it's like, sure, eh, but story-wise, it doesn't really. It's why weird. did no one else no, do like, anything? Yeah. All of a sudden, this cult disappears. That, like 
I thought that was the lodge at like the center of town where it they was, had yeah, family like, meal. They do have the family meal there, yeah. But like that's it's... like the community center. It's the meeting place. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, maybe that's nitpicky. Maybe that's cinema sinzy, but like I yeah, there's some weird choices there. But yeah. yeah. Or just one scene of Joel shooting a guy in the face and then everyone else like running away. Because like not everyone in the cult are the warriors. Yeah. Most of them are just fucking people that have made it this far. Which is why they're all starving. Yeah. They yeah. have a bunch of mouths to feed that are not pulling their own weight. Like I I am gonna call shenanigans on that. Joel got the old man strength really hard in the back half of the season. Yeah, no, he was I at his find... back half, like the last two episodes. Yeah, literally. no, Joel didn't get his old man strength until after he got like fucking botulism or <laughs> whatever yeah. he had. Which after they, after the creators, the showrunner had kind of explicitly said, "Well, he's fifty years old. We can't have him crouch walking this much <laughs> in the TV show." It's like, oh, but you can have him smoke smoking just dozens of people just yeah. like nothing i don't know i it's trying to have it both ways i think yeah Not, they did their I, best no i don't know that they did their best yeah. i think craig mason's capable of more and they they did a lot it wasn't as good as it could have been as a favor to neil Druckmann was like all right let's let's figure out how to fix your your bullshit second game doesn't matter what we sacrifice uh we're getting a little long in this one so i will gloss this over uh chainsaw man chainsaw man manga very good right now i have no idea what's going to happen in tomorrow's chapter and i am very excited about that uh it's gone full on love a triangle romantic comedy uh but also being super gory and i appreciate that i do have a question for this group though is falling like physically falling an instinctual primal fear no fear of death okay like i I think a lot of primal fears or like not primal like instinctive deep fears are all seated in death like oh i'm really scared of spiders i'm really scared of public speaking it's like all of that is just death related i feel like falling is an instinctual fear in the same way that like loud noises are an instinctual fear like you're the animal part of your brain knows that that's not a good thing that's happening. I don't think that like extreme vertigo and like the, uh, I'm up somewhere high. Oh no. I don't think that's a primal instinctual fear. Like falling is supposed to feel bad for a reason. It's one of those uh, things where it's like, it's, it's a matryoshka doll. Like it's uh, the, the fear of heights is a fear of falling and fear of falling is a fear of death. Like it's kind of, like multiple layers that are all i feel like just rope into death let me tell you ryan they're teeing up the death devil and i will let you know when she shows up um devil's a woman feminism means appreciating bad women i the falling devil is a woman and oof Oof. she she like push you she give you a little shove like what (laughs) Uh, more like thing. turns off gravity until you float up high enough that like yeah, you're basically I mean, that's dead, the so you're falling. Down. You're falling up. <laughs> it's not falling. It's just definitely not falling. There's no such thing <laughs> as falling without gravity. Okay, or or makes you jump off of high places uh, and then assemble. Mind control. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
eh, makes her fall, makes her fall to your death, and then makes her own body out of all those dead bodies. I just picture her, yeah, just like walking up to someone who's yeah just like not expecting it and just like pushes them over I'm the falling school devil. bully yeah yeah no no it's yeah, it's just so... a fucking asshole like i'm right. the falling devil and just like yeah. pushing people down in the hallway right. the falling devil has an accomplice who's like kyle and kyle just gets behind them on their knees and they just push them over <laughs> oh, i got you i'm the falling devil <laughs> like Oh, classic. Yeah. Fucking middle school, man. Oh, what a know time. If Kyle shows up in the next chapter of Chainsaw Man. Um, but I think that is just about going to do it for episode 218 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be titled Cyber Chase Was Straight Fire. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Support us on the Anchor Podcast platform or on Patreon, where you can join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and sensual Richard Nixon. Uh, send us your questions, business opportunities, voluntary viewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast. Follow me at Lucas Writer on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing, everything else I have going on. Uh, pretty sure that Socialism Akiba Made War Peace was the most recent thing uh, I have of note on there. So please check that out. Uh, more importantly, though, have a great week and talk to you next time. Goodbye.